0: Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at the Granary Church. Well, good morning online church. It's uh, lovely to be here with you today. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking maybe a lot of you are watching in your pajamas, maybe sitting up in bed and watching. And I did toy with the idea of um, preaching in my pajamas this week, but my wife advised me against it. So thank God for sensible wives. Uh, that's such a good thing. But it's great also that next week we're going to be back live. We'll have live church. Online church will still be on as well. If that's your choice, you You can continue to watch, but I am so excited about getting together again with God's people for online church. And, uh, you know, it's warming up, isn't it? We're heading – we're only – 20 something days till Christmas. And uh, you know what that means? They're going to be thawing out Mariah Carey and Michael Buble in all the stores. We'll be hearing their Christmas carols, or I should call them Xmas carols, a lot of them, um, because they take the Christ out of Christmas. But also, you know, it'll be beach time, it'll be holiday time. And for me, it's the start of my swimming season where I do some laps down at Newcastle Baths. And, uh, you know, look, I'm not a great swimmer, but a couple of years I've actually managed to um, get myself fit enough to have a go at the harbour swim down at Newcastle Harbour. Now that's on every January um, on New Year's Day. And, or is it Australia Day? One of the two. But anyway, I've had a go at the, at the harbour swim twice. It's only about 700 metres. And I've known each time that I'm able to swim that distance because I've been swimming laps in Newcastle baths and so on. And I know that I've been able to do, say, a kilometre. But when you get into the race situation, when you actually get into the water and there are hundreds of people all around you, you don't really realize the impact that your emotional status and your mental status, your thinking, have on your physical performance. So the first time I did that swim, the gun went off and away we all went. And because I was one of the lower swimmers, a slower swimmers, most of the people were overtaking me. But it was so crowded that as they did so, I had people, um, someone kicked my goggles off. I had you know, people bumping against me and as they, their arms came over swimming, hitting, hitting you in the head. And, um, it was, it was quite a hectic kind of situation and certainly not like swimming laps in the baths. And so I, what happened both the times I, I did that swim, there was, uh, the emotional part of me took over, and I began to hyperventilate. And um, you know what? It's not a good situation when you're hyperventilating and you're trying to swim in the harbour and do 700 metres. But what happens is the heart begins to race, your breathing becomes shallow, and you're not able to maintain your regular breathing pattern. And you know what? We've known for a long time in our society about what we call psychosomatic illnesses, or psychosomatic conditions. Psyche is the mind, the human mind, and the soma is the Greek word for the body. So psycho, mind, soma, body. Mind-body relationship. And, of course, the simplest example of that is when you're nervous or anxious about something, you often need to go to the bathroom or your tummy becomes upset because your thinking and your emotions, so your soul, what's going on in your soul, actually impacts your body. That's psychosomatic. But in actual fact, human beings are not just a body and a soul. Human beings also have a spirit, And the Greek word for that is pneuma, which is like breath or wind or spirit. It's translated all those ways in the Bible. And so really, we need to be thinking about pneumatic psychosomatic impacts and illnesses because our spirit impacts our soul, our mind and our emotions, which impact our body. And as spiritual beings, we need to be beings who care for our human spirit and care for the human spirit is is the part of us that relates to God. It's the part of us that is made anew and born again when we give our lives to Christ and when we let him into our lives as as our Lord and Savior. And let's face it, Jesus is knocking at the door of all our lives and wants to come in and not only forgive our sin, but bring us into a whole new life which impacts our our, our soul and our body as well. Um, Jesus brings new life to our flesh, our, our soul, and our body. So, our mind and our emotions being renewed. And so, to start off today, before I dive into the scriptures, I want to um do a little role play. I'd like to just pretend to be a different character for a little while and I'm going to call myself Johnny down the street. So I'm not Pastor Paul anymore. In a minute you're going to be talking or listening to Johnny down the street, okay? And Johnny down the street is going to speak to us for a few minutes. So here we go, ready. Here comes Johnny down the street. So Hello everyone, I'm Johnny down the street. And you know what? Just like you, I've been going through a pretty hard time this last couple of years. Because let's face it, which one of us has ever been through something like COVID before? It's just been amazing, hasn't it? How it's impacted the world. And two years ago, we would never have thought the kind of things we would be experiencing over the last couple of years. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. If you're like me, this has been a bit of a stressful time for me. I've found so many things that that are, are promoting anxiety in my emotional life that I just seem to be. It seems to be one thing after another that I'm having to fight in terms of stress and worry and anxiety. You know, look. First of all, we had the um, just the actual COVID itself. So the cares around that. Am I going to catch it? If I catch it, how bad will I get it? Will I have to go to hospital? Will I be on a ventilator? Will I survive? These these kind of thoughts promote and provoke anxiety in me, Johnny Down the Street. And not only that, the media Every time I turn the TV on or every time I listen to the the radio or a podcast, it's all COVID, 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 sickness, numbers, it's growing. And uh, this is producing, it produced a lot of anxiety in me, let me tell you. It's not just been the actual COVID outbreak, though it's also been the reactions of our governments. So lockdown, maybe lockdown was an okay experience for you, but you know what, being restricted to, um, in in losing my work and not being able to go to work, in losing income, in not being able to see my family that uh, live in other states and so on, all of that has been incredibly anxiety producing, not being able to have the holidays that I've planned. In fact, I've, I've cancelled four lots of holidays at various times over COVID because it looked like I could go and then it looked like I couldn't go because we were locked down again. So all of those things have actually been very anxiety producing. But hey, here's some good news. Earlier, this year, a friend of mine invited me to a course at a local church. Now, I thought church, you know, who wants to go to a church? You know, that, what are what Christians on about? But it was called Hope Beyond Anxiety and Depression. And so I went along to that course. It was an 18-week course. And this is the textbook that uh, we used at that course. It was a course that was run by a Christian, uh, a Christian doctor, And it really dealt with the things that we can do to lessen my anxiety and my stress. And so there were also, there's all sorts of things we can do as a human to lessen our anxiety and lessen our stress during these stressful times. And, uh, for example, in, in our textbook it says things like um, that there are some key practices for our nutrition, that what we eat, if we eat healthy, can actually be a way of helping to reduce stress. We can exercise. We can work on our body and keep fit and getting plenty of oxygen, and that can help reduce stress. We can watch out for how much caffeine we're taking into our bodies, because caffeine can be something which isn't really good for our anxiety levels. Alcohol. Obviously, there are medications that we can take uh, that will actually help with stress, but the side effects and the addictive nature of some of those We have to be careful with Um, learning to face problems and learning to improve our immune system, Uh, the benefits of music, calming music. There are so many things that we can do to reduce stress. But what was really interesting at this church thing to me was that they talked about a spiritual realm. They talked about people actually having a, a spirit. And I'd never really thought about that before. But I thought, hey, I'm open to that. I'm open to that because, uh, you know, in in these times of uh, great stress and what's going on, you think more about spiritual things. And so I began to be a bit receptive to it. And so you know what they did? They gave me a Bible and I'm thinking a Bible that's only relevant book. That's a you know, two thousand years old. And uh, what's it got to say to modern life and modern living? And uh, and you know they spoke a, a few things out of the Bible. Um, let let me tell you one of the things they taught. It was from this book called uh, Phil, Phil, Philippians. That's that's right. That's what it's called, Philippians. And this is what it says. It says, have no anxiety about anything. And you know what? That's what that course was all about, not having any anxiety. And I thought, what do you know? The Bible does have something to say to people in our day and age. Have no anxiety about anything. And our textbook spoke about lots of things that we can do to not have anxiety, to deal with our anxiety ourselves. But you know what? If that's, I thought about it and I thought, well, if there's a spiritual side to life and if that just says Don't be anxious, so exercise and and eat well and that sort of thing. I thought, well, how is that dealing with the spiritual side to life? Because it really, it's just the philosophy of the Greek Stoics. The Stoics said, hey, don't be fearful, don't be anxious, suck up your emotions, just get a control, get a grip on your emotions. A bit like in our modern day thinking when we say, build a bridge and get over it. Just build a bridge, mate, and, and, and get on with life. Or don't cry over spilt milk. Or just suck it up. Just suck it up and you'll be okay. And I thought, oh, so Christians are just, you know, like the Stoics then. They just follow a set of rules and regulations. But then I read on in the Bible, in this verse, and it said this, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, By prayer, present your request to God. And I thought, prayer, the spiritual side to life, and it touched something within me. And I'm going to hand over now to Pastor Paul to talk to you a bit more about that. End of role play. So here I am back now, Pastor Paul, here to talk to you about Johnny down the street and about all of the Johnnies in your street as well who are who have experienced anxiety. You know, over the past five or six years, statistically, um, psychological studies and sociological studies have shown that around about 11 to 14% of Australians suffer from quite extreme anxiety and seek professional help for anxiety. COVID has increased that. Some studies show even up to 25% of Australians are struggling with anxiety during this time of COVID. And you know what, church? You know what, Christians? We've got the answer, and it's right here in God's word. And it's right here in our relationship with God and it's right here in the, um, the challenge that we're currently just about finished with, but it's one of our core values, pray without ceasing. Because Philippians 4 does say, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And God gave me a revelation about that because it begins with this: do not be anxious about anything. You know what? That is just a command. It is just a it's something that we have to do. it's and there are things that you can do in your life to deal with stress, to deal with anxiety, and uh, I, I t- Johnny on the street talked about a few of those things. But then it comes to this, but in everything by prayer and petition. Now, why does it separate prayer and petition? Why doesn't it just say prayer or just petition? Aren't they the same thing? Well, I'm hoping that during this series, you've learned that prayer is a lot more than petition. And Theo kicked that off for us by talking about ACTS, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Supplication is the petition part of it, but prayer is so much more than that. When we adore God, when we live humbly before him, repenting of our sin and confessing our need of him, when we live a life of thanksgiving, what happens is we're walking in this prayerful relationship with God, in this intimacy with God, in this, um, in this relationship where he speaks to us and we walk in his ways And that is, you know, prayer in its broadest context is that intimacy with God where you're not about setting aside 10 minutes every day or something like that. It's about walking in a relationship with the living God and with Jesus Christ our Lord. Petition is a part of that. If you today are like Johnny on the street and you've been experiencing anxiety and stress and every time you turn on the TV, um, you're just finding that is made worse and worse, then you need to be talking to God about that. You need to be getting into his word. We need to be developing that intimacy with him and then saying, God, can you help me? That is faith. When you turn to God, you turn to him in faith. Now, this is the revelation that I got. When you exercise faith in God, faith is always met by grace. And look, I've should speak as well about thanksgiving, a life of thanksgiving. In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So living a life that is thankful, making a list every day of the things that you're thankful for and being grateful and focusing on the positives, that's faith because God is in charge of your life. God is in charge of the universe, and we can always find things to be in thanksgiving to him for. But then it will always meet with grace. This is what the next verse says. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Your thinking, your mind, and your heart, your emotions will be kept in Christ Jesus. And what do we get in Christ Jesus? We get our salvation. We get our knowledge of who we are as people. We get our knowledge that, no, I am not a person of anxiety. I'm a living child of, uh, the, I'm the son of God. I'm a child of God. I have salvation, which is not just forgiveness of sin. It's deliverance. It is emotional well-being. By his stripes, you were healed physically. And we we can live in that realm because the grace of God wants to come in and pour peace and pour the, the things that Christ won on the cross, your salvation, your forgiveness, your restoration to a relationship with him, emotional well-being, mental well-being, deliverance from the work of the enemy, All of those things are a part of our sozo, our salvation. And God wants to pour that into your life today, not seeing his people live lives of anxiety, not seeing his people burdened like those that don't know Christ, but seeing us set free to be a people of praise, a people of thanksgiving. And let me just say that verse from Philippians chapter 4 is bookended by this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And on the other side of those verses is this. Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is just and pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is any excellence or anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on those things. Faith and grace, God wants to respond to your faith and pour out peace that passes understanding. But he's asking you today as well, will you set your mind on the things that are good and that are pure and that are true? Will you immerse yourself in his word? Will you immerse yourself in his goodness and become a person of thanksgiving? And I want to say to the, say this to you today, no matter where you are, no matter where you're watching, right now, God wants you to be set free from the things that have been weighing you down and holding holding you back and maybe you've had a revelation of the holy spirit this morning maybe you've had a realization there that there has been this generalized anxiety in your life yes you can do something about it yes turn in faith to god and yes expect the peace that passes understanding to look after your mind and your emotions, because as we walk with God in prayer, a life of prayer, as we trust him in a life of faith, he will pour out his goodness and his grace. Let me pray for you. Father God, I pray this morning that right now by the power of your Holy Spirit that you will be coming into our uh, bedrooms and lounge rooms and wherever people are watching, Lord God, on the bus, on the way to work, wherever you are, the Holy Spirit right now is coming and bringing to you the release from that anxiety that is so uh, against what God wants for your life. Holy Spirit is bringing peace, the peace that passes understanding. And he's saying to you today, stand in that peace. Stay in my peace. Don't fall back into that Johnny down the street Uh, way of thinking that they have to do everything themselves in order to cope with these stressful times. No, Holy Spirit, set people free right now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Take some time now to consider what really stood out to you in that message. God has been speaking to you and what is it that he said to you If you're in the room with someone else, turn and share with them what stood out to you. And I say to them, how can I pray for you? Share with them something that you love about God and something that you're thankful for this week. Or phone someone and ask them those questions. What do you love about God? What are you thankful for this week? And how can I pray for you? Bless you and have a great week.